Now, Laura, you've walked a lot of places uh, around the world and certainly around Australia. What is it about Freycinet? It, it certainly seems to appeal. Yeah, it's just stunning, Graham. It's just one of those classic places that has got it all going on. You've got the beautiful fluorescent white sand, um, pink granite mountains, baby blue sort of aqua water, you know, against the sky. It's just a really kind of dramatic environment. And it looks tropical almost, doesn't it? Although it's definitely not. It, yeah, that's right. And, um, you know, even more so when you think about its past in the, in the 1800s, um, Wineglass Bay was sort of given that name, not because of that beautiful, nice, um, you know, scoop like a, like a glass, but it used to be filled with the blood of whales because they did a load of whaling there. So that bay that is so gorgeously stunning now used to be, you know, the colour of Shiraz from, from uh, all the whaling that was done. So it's quite incredible to think of the past that it's had and how stunning it looks now. So you decided to go on a guided walk of Freycinet. I, I imagine you do a lot of walks off your own bat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I have done, you know, carried my own pack and done a three-day circuit around there before. And then you've got the shorter walks like the Wineglass Bay and Hazards Bay Loop, which is, you know, four to five hours. But I did this guided walk with Freycinet Experience Walk and it just gave me a totally different experience of the park. The thing is, they've been there 30 years. They were sort of like the, the pioneers of ecotourism in Tasmania. And they built this Heart Friendly Beaches Lodge right behind Friendly Beaches, um, which at the time it was kind of pioneering because it had composting toilets and solar power and, uh, you know, pretty funky design as well, which still stands up today. But that whole ethos of... Um, you know, caring about the environment, you know, it, it comes from the heart with them. So when you do a tour, they take you to places that are far from the hundreds of thousands of other tourists who, who walk there every year. So that's what made it really special, you know, to, to visit the whole length of the National Park. The walk with them, the four-day walk, pretty much traverses the entire length of Freycinet National Park all the way out to Shooton Island, which is, is off the main peninsula, which, you know, that, that in itself is a pretty unique experience um, where there's seals and sea eagles. So, Laura, there's the one lodge. So did you go for a walk and come back to that lodge each night? That's it. Yeah. In its earlier incarnation, you know, right at the beginning, they did used to have a few sort of like eco tents out on the trail, but... Everybody would get to the last night of the trip at Friendly Beaches and go, wow, why aren't we staying at this place all the time? So they decided to change it so that every night is spent at the lodge and you go out for day walks, which is actually a really nice way to do it. And um, it's such a, a beautiful lodge, the whole design of it. It's hard to believe that it was built 30 years ago because it looks super cool like it was built last week um a lot of timber kind of split level lodges with fire, you know fire cozy fireplaces it's just a a very cool place to stay how many people would typically be on the walk and therefore in the lodge yeah they're um 10 people max basically okay. so yeah there's um and I think you, are you able within that to sort of walk at your own pace or is the speed of the leader the speed of the team uh, they normally have two guides, one at the start and one at the back. And, you know, it's not, a, it's not a power walk, so there's plenty of times 
to sort of stop and pause and catch up. But if, you know, if people are going at different paces, then you can sort of spread out a bit. But you also don't want to miss the interpretive um, information that the guides tell you, which is another great thing about going on a guided walk, that they, they know to point out what flowers and plants you're looking at, what birds you're seeing. Um, there's a lot of things that a guide can bring to your attention when you're walking. Yeah, I think it's good to, to have that. And sometimes, you know, I see a lot of people on day hikes who are just treating it like a workout and just powering up hills and not looking around them. So it's good to have a guide who can bridge that world and help you see what's around you um, and just sort of connect with it a bit more. And that's the whole beauty of this sort of walk. You know, you're in a small group, you are walking tracks. Um, you know, there's one one track of one day walk of the trip, which is sort of like a, a little secret squirrel track that nobody else would know was there. And you just get to really connect with the environment when you're not um, sort of drawn back to the 21st century. You know, you, it's just you, small group, nature. Um, you get a really special connection with it. So the only mobile phones are taking photos. That's it, yes. Um, no mobile coverage out there which is, um, you know, something pretty, uh, pretty significant in itself in this day and age. So, uh, yeah, it's a great way to just really kick back, go back a gear, connect with nature and switch off from, from everyday life. I think most of their clientele comes from within Australia, uh, but that's probably just a matter of letting other nationalities know that this is here because a lot of international travellers would know of Freysenay, but... You know, if they can spare four days to have this kind of experience, it's pretty unique to be able to travel in a small group, see parts of the park that other people wouldn't see and do it without the crowds and to do it in that comfort of having a lodge with, I don't know if I mentioned before, but the food's fantastic. So, um, you know, everybody dines at night at one big table and shares a glass of Tasmanian wine, sit by the fire afterwards and talk. It's called Freysenay Experience Walk, so it's all about Freysenay. They did start Joan Masterman, who started it all with um, Ken Latolo, architect. They did start um, a hutted walk in on the Overland Track in Tasmania, so that was their first their first venture. And then they bought this land in uh, in Freysenay and and created. Freysnay Experience Walk. So it's been 30 years now since they've been doing it and uh, not, not a lot has changed at the, at the lodge and the whole ethos behind what they do. So Laura, if people want to know more about uh, the walking, the hiking you've done, it's all in a book you've written uh, called The Ultimate Hikes and uh, published by Hardy Grant. How did you come up with the uh, 40 different hikes? Coming up with the list is the hardest thing, I think, about this book. So there's 40 walks geographically spread across the country I tried to get a range of um, difficulty levels so some walks are just a few hours long some are f one is a few months long um, and then hitting on all the different types of terrain that we can hike in here so the alpine outback rainforest coastal um, it just yeah covers it all and it was a joy to research it all so you did all these walks yourself 
most of them. Um, there was obviously writing this in during COVID <laughs> through a, a few spanners in the work. So there was a couple that I had to um, consult with some friends who have done it. Um, but yeah, most of the walks I've done. But um, unfortunately, travel restrictions threw a spanner in the works for, uh, for my deadline. Now, are you inclined to do these long distance walks? There's uh, one in New Zealand that's virtually tip to toe and there's a couple in the American continent. Is that the sort of thing that you're uh, into? I am. I am. I, uh, I caught the bug um, in 2014. I did the Tayara Roa Trail in New Zealand, hiking from the top of Cape Reangan. That's another book of mine, Bewildered, that tells that story. Haven't done the ones in America. It's yeah, it's not, not easy to get five months time to do it, but it's very addictive. After doing the uh, Teoroa Trail in New Zealand, I hiked the Bibbulmun Track in Western Australia, which is a thousand kilometres from Perth down to Albany. That's also in my book. And you don't have to do it all in one go. You can section hike it. But I, I love the, the Bibbulmun because it, it just takes you through an area that's one of the world's biggest biodiversity hotspots. I think about 80% of the plant species there aren't found elsewhere. So you find tingle trees and with these ma massive buttressed roots and lots of crazy wildflowers and orchids. So it's a pretty special area.